Welcome to Chapter 1 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Rick Skinner, Chief Information and Technology Officer at University of Virginia Health System. In this segment, Skinner talks about the support model they've established with Epic to help optimize the system, the community-wide effort required to improve the way care is practiced, and his team's strategy to drive patient portal use. Hi, Rick. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. You're welcome. To get things started, uh, can you give us a little bit of background information about UVA Health System, um, you know, what you have in the way of hospitals, clinics, things like that? Sure. Uh, the University of Virginia Health System is obviously part of the University of Virginia, a state-sponsored uh, institution. It's an academic medical center. It consists of the uh, medical center itself, the School of Medicine, the School of Nursing, the faculty practice or university physicians group, its formal title, and the health sciences library, all located in uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. In addition, we manage and operate probably 80-some-odd clinics uh, spread around central and southern Virginia outside of Charlottesville, a dialysis network, uh, and most recently, we have started both an accountable care organization as of the first of this year and, uh, as of this summer, uh, acquired a community hospital about an hour north of us. Okay. What's that hospital? Culpeper Regional Hospital. Okay. And that is uh, that has become official, as you said? It's uh, The agreement's signed. It's waiting uh, approval from the Attorney General. Okay. All right, so obviously a lot going on there. Um, now, as far as the uh, the hospitals, we'll start with the hospitals. What uh, in the clinic, as far as clinical uh, application environment goes, um, you're on Epic, is that correct? That is correct. Uh, we use Epic in both uh, our hospitals and our clinics. Uh, we have a fairly complete implementation of the clinical aspects of EPIC. The only pieces we don't use currently are home health, the OR, and the laboratory modules. Are there plans in place to eventually do that? Yes, we'll eventually migrate to using those as well. Approximately how long has EPIC been in place? Almost four years now uh, since our uh, initial implementation, which was a traditional kind of big bang uh, with the, the clinicals. Okay. Is that enough time so that uh, you're looking at more, more of like the optimization phase at this point? Yeah, for sure. Uh, everybody uh, can spell EPIC now. So um, <laughs> we are moving on to uh, how best to, to use EPIC. We've... Um, We've settled into a support model, which uh, seems to be working pretty well. Uh, the big focus now is expanding uh, physician support, that is, uh, physicians working part-time as EPIC experts, as we call them, to help other physicians to utilize the system more uh, effectively. And we've also uh, uh, gone through uh, a program with EPIC uh, uh, from Wisconsin, actually, um, to go through our our 
operation service line by service line and optimize the way we use the system or the way we've configured the system. We've uh, gone through four already. We're underway with another four, and uh, we'll continue until we've gone through all of them. Okay, and that's something that that's worked out pretty well so far. It has. It uh, it's one been helpful to just have a focus that all right, we're going to go dig into pediatrics and uh, figure out what works and what doesn't. Two, it's helpful to have uh, people from Epic involved in that because obviously they have a broader experience than we do in, with using Epic and can bring to us the uh, the practices of others of of their their clients. And three. The clinicians in the front line really appreciate it uh, because there have been a number of uh, changes that just make their lives easier. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's a a pretty cool thing, especially since, you know, you're talking about the people who who know the system that well. Um, Do you have a certain number of uh, folks from Epic who come out to your facilities for this? Yes. They configure a team. And that team comes out and does uh, an initial visit, which is in essence a fact-finding or assessment visit. They go back. They uh, compare what they've seen and heard here with what they know of, uh, one, obviously their software, but two, uh, what other uh, customers of theirs are doing. They make a number of recommendations. We look at those recommendations and uh, accept or, or reject them. And then they come back and help us implement the recommendations that we've uh, selected. And how did that uh, start? How did you, you uh, kind of get that agreement with them? Was that something where they, they reached out to you? Uh, no, actually, we reached out to them and said, mm-hmm. uh, hey, it's been uh, at that point, I guess it was about three years Uh since uh, we put the system in, we feel the need to uh, optimize our use of it, and uh, we think we need some help, uh, and we and they worked out this program. Okay. Now, as far as the uh, the physicians that are um, kind of uh, offering help to others who have, uh, as far as the use of um, the system, how did that come about, or, or is there like, was there specific training for some of these docs who are kind of like, uh, you know, the super users? The program started a couple of years ago, um, and we selected, actually the physicians kind of self-selected, uh, those who had a bent for uh, uh, this kind of thing. And we did some internal training, um, then uh, supported them uh, part-time back in their departments as they uh, work with their colleagues to improve their colleagues' use of the system. But now the program has um changed a bit in that uh, we have uh, a number of physicians that are appointed as associate CMIOs, um, and they do this on more of a a recurring basis, uh, and their job is bigger than simply helping their colleagues, but rather uh, helping to configure and reconfigure uh, and enhance the parts of EPIC that their particular uh, uh, specialty or, or, or service uses. And then in addition to that, we have started uh, sending physicians who have an interest back to Wisconsin, to EPIC, to learn how to be physician builders such that uh, they can actually build um, um, documents and uh, flow sheets and so on in EPIC. Um, now, to be honest, it's not that 
we expect the docs to take the place of our epic uh, analyst, but the knowledge they get they gain by knowing in a much deeper uh, way how epic works helps them to help us to um, enhance the system right it certainly makes sense it's all about uh, you know sharing the best practices and being able to to get the most possible use out of the system exactly epic epic certainly certainly has uh, as much to gain as you do it seems well I would there's a community uh, involved here, and it's not just UVA, and it's not just EPIC. It's all of us who are trying to uh, change the way uh, our organizations operate, the way our clinicians practice, uh, the workflow that's present in our various operating units, and using this common tool set, EPIC in this case, uh, to help us. And so uh, really taking advantage of the fact that we are, in essence, a community is uh, extremely helpful. Right. And you have the uh, Epic My Chart, the patient portal? We do, yep. Okay. And what type of uh, attraction are you seeing with that? We started out slowly uh, in that um, we made available uh, pretty generic things like uh, notice of appointments, not scheduling of appointments, but rather just the notice you had one, uh, email communication with your uh, clinician, um, and posting of after-visit summaries, uh, and so forth. And then, oh, a little over a year ago, uh, we uh, we came to grips with our policy for releasing uh, uh, outpatient results and documentation and began to do that. So radiology results, laboratory results, uh, consults, that kind of stuff. And just recently have, uh, uh, again, come to agreement about the release of inpatient information, things like discharge summaries, operative notes, uh, uh, and and that kind of thing. Uh, So all of that is available to patients uh, through my chart. Okay. I would guess that it's something where there was a lot of concern um, and some hesitation about releasing that information. Definitely a religious argument. Yeah. Um, is that something that, that kind of went on for a while as far as, you know, kind of going back and forth with that? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you can imagine an academic medical center with a very uh, diverse uh, population of uh, clinicians and lots of different viewpoints on this, in addition to the fact that a large proportion of our documentation is generated by our learners or house staff, and uh, so it isn't necessarily generated for consumption by uh, a patient. And so we had to sort through a lot of that. But I think we've arrived at a good place. Uh, We have, um, I think the last number was 40-some-odd thousand people using my chart. and uh, so it's it's been successful. Our objectives in the near term now with uh, MyChart are to use it for more patient input. So things like mm-hmm. patient assessments, patient symptom reporting, patient questionnaires, those kinds of things. We're just starting to ramp up to uh, do much more of that through MyChart. Right. And it's it's 
I would imagine it's one effort to get patients just kind of you know, educated about it and to kind of sign up for it. But then you, you want to keep them engaged and, uh, you know, have them using it on a more consistent basis. That's exactly right. And so in order to do that, obviously it has to provide value to the patient. Um, yeah. And so what's in it provides value to the patient. I can get my lab result or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But also what, um, how my clinician uses it uh, may or may not add to the value of my chart. So if my physician, for instance, uh, communicates with me regularly on my chart, if my physician uh, in, during an office visit says, oh, yeah, now remember, go check your results, they'll be on my chart tomorrow, those yeah. kinds of things, it all facilitates the value that the uh, the patient uh, perceives from having my chart. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.